0: Hey, everyone. This is Pivot from the Vox Media Podcast Network. I'm Kara Swisher, and we're going to have to scrape Scott Galloway off the floor. Scott, are you there?
1: Yes, and I still have absolutely no idea who the president of Mexico is. And I don't even know if it is a president. (laughs) I don't know if it's a general consulate. I don't know if it's an ambassador. But getting a bunch of white people together to call each other racist, stupid, misogynist, that's going to get us back in the White House, Kara that's going to get us back yeah. in the white
0: house. Oh, you seemed upset last night on the Twitter. We're going to talk about this whole thing, but before we get to that, I just want to say you were great on the frontline documentary <laughs> but an area that is not quite so fraught. Um you were very good on the you were very you look good. You sounded wait, wait, hold smart. on. I look good. Was very, I look really good.
1: good.
0: <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> yes, you look good. Wait, really. Yes. <laughs> really. <laughs> yes, The dog you did. Went I'm to just the groomer. Just saying, that was a great I put on my self tanner
1: lemare. <laughs> Le I got self tanner and, and I and I, yes. I literally splattered all over my five heads. so I I go from like this kind of fashion 80-year-old <laughs> look to just marginally unattractive. But I'm glad you saw PBS yeah. talk I, about a I great did. brand. How important job. was PBS to you growing up? I was so excited to be on PBS. Uh,
0: very, very a much a wonderful so. brand. Yeah, it was great. They do a nice job. Frontline does a very solid job. It was very slyly negative, but they were so fair. Did, you like, fair close really did you like it? I'm too close I thought they really nailed it. Yeah. I did. I thought the Amazon executives, I give them kudos, as I said, yeah. for being on it, but they literally looked like dear leader, and they all looked alike, even the women. They all looked like the same person, which was really interesting. But, you know, you did get a sense of how they cared nothing about safety, of whether it's customers or employees or people who are caught in facial recognition. And it, it's so benign. It's such a benign not care. Like, it's not even an evil kind of thing. It was sort of fascinating. I thought you were great and that you were very pointful about the being Thank you for being, saying that. I, well, you know,
1: you, I, I'm fascinated with it. Aging specifically, how just you—you're—you're you're used. Okay. I don't know about you, but I used to be the youngest person in every room I walked into, and then one day I showed up.
0: I was and never I was the, the oldest.
1: Person. It just happened overnight. And last week I had one mm-hmm. of those moments. Like, okay, I've officially become a hundred. When I got up in the morning, and I was so excited because I was going to the World War II Museum in New Orleans that day, and I thought, okay, this means I'm a hundred. Mm-hmm. And I had another, I had another uh, one of those moments when I started live tweeting Frontline on PBS. I'm like, I'm young, but I'm old. <laughs> What well, it's like who <laughs> live tweets frontline on PBS? guys
0: i have been 63 oh since my was gosh. Four. i was born i've been this way since I, so i'm like, listen we got to yeah. get to the debate let's oh, let's speaking no. of old and like really uh, you have a stent that was a very funny oh tweet my you gosh. had uh, they were arguing about stents and calling each other racist and misogynists and it was just, and not a mention of trump it was really or hardly a mention of trump I, let's let's do this breakdown. I mean, really, let's let's main here. Let me have you go off because people are desperate to hear what we think about this, and then I will wisely weigh in correctly on all. The so,
1: things when my son can't sleep, he comes out into the living room, and he yep. and I watch Deadpool together. And uh, he, he and I watching an R-rated film together has been hugely bonding for us. And so he now comes up. He gets up okay. every night at like eleven thirty, and he comes in. And we sit on the couch, and we watch 10 minutes of Deadpool until it gets to an especially violent scene or something with sex. And he covers his eyes, and he goes to sleep, and it's really nice. He came in last night Mm -hmm. in the middle of the debate, and five minutes into it, I'm like, you've got to go to bed. This is too—this is too disturbing. (laughs) No
0: no one under the age of 18 should
1: watch this. Okay, so, you know, we have— Mm-hmm. We have people calling each other misogynists when we have a president who shoves his hands under the dress of a woman who is unfortunate enough to sit on the plane seat next to him and be trapped next to him. It, 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 we are missing so much leadership at the Democratic National Committee level who calls these people into a room and says, listen, for the next nine months, we're giving each other a hall pass on racism, misogyny. Don't call each other stupid. I thought that was so embarrassing that a group of people— who—a a group of a, a group of white people getting on stage and in front of the world calling each other racists. Uh, it's just—I thought it was so rattling and disturbing.
0: How do you not deal with those issues, though? I mean, look, in the middle of the whole thing, you have Ronan Farrow tweeting, like, anyone who has any stories about misogyny, which obviously is aimed at Bloomberg. How do you deal with these issues that do exist? There are, like, worrisome questions around stop and frisk. There are worrisome questions about— being a prosecutor now, I think Amy Clark did a lot better job than than uh, than Bloomberg, your guy Bloomberg, about explaining it. So, how do you justify the idea that we have to talk about these issues and they exist, even if the comparison is so bad?
1: Uh, you know what? That that is a as you often do. I think that's a, a the correct question, and I don't have a good answer for it because uh, I do think that when Bloomberg comes in late, kind of mid race, he deserves to walk on coals and be subject to the same scrutiny that. In the same fire that all of these candidates have had to walk through for the last two years, which is how long they've been running for president. So I think that's a very good point. I think some of my disappointment is probably referred anger that Bloomberg wasn't able to, to respond back that, look, as it relates to to women, if you look at s- frames of, of my career, they're ugly. I apologize. I've tried to take ownership of them. But if you look at these frames as a movie— I have empowered women. If you look at my the movie that is my relationship with the black community while I was mayor of New York for 12 years, it was a positive one and that is the reason why that a lot of black leaders are 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 endorsing me. Um, so why didn't you do not de- this?
0: He seemed like deer caught in he the was headlights, terrible. especially he was and I think terrible. Elizabeth Warren standing next to him taller like there, there was a physical element to it it felt like. The same thing with Pete and Amy on yeah, the other agreed. side there was a physical element of of anger and rage between them that you could feel viscerally. Um wh- why didn't he push back? This is a guy you talk about you're you're a big fan of his What was what was the problem? Like is he just what did he just think he didn't need to prepare for the he had no good answers to any like except when on areas he got good when he got on climate change or on business or things like that. And then he was like, Oh, all right, good, good job. Like he gave good answers. He didn't smile at all, and I hate to say that about a man, like he should have smiled more, but he didn't. he was not likable not answerable didn't answer and seemed just completely and and I don't think Elizabeth Warren was that unfair to him I don't think she was I think she asked she was relatively polite in the attacks I mean she was on fire last night but she she was she sort of surgically eviscerated him
1: she was she hands down took the night. She was strong. I mean, if you think of it as a boxing analogy, and it's who lands the most punches while, while not having very few land on her, she beat the shit out of, out of that stage last night. Mm-hmm. She, No one, no, everyone was scared of her last night. She was cutting. She was incisive. She was unafraid. And the fact that Bloomberg wasn't better prepared for what they knew they were going to ask him about, the fact that he wasn't able to say simply— Look, it, it's no accident that the two mayors are the ones that have been accused of racism because every day we have to make dozens of decisions balancing Safety and civil rights and privacy rights. We have to make those decisions every day, and oftentimes we get it wrong. As opposed to just voting predictably, whether you're on the left or the right, and then pontificating about it all the time. There's, yeah, that's a good he, point. He the could have. Thing. Oh, the he could have just said, he, he, you know, it's he, it's very difficult to be an operator. You're forced with having to make these decisions instead of speeches and just voting left or voting right. And if you were, I don't, you didn't live in New York during the Bloomberg years. The notion that 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 they're painting Bloomberg as this this raging racist and misogynist. I mean, that's just the people who were, he governed, the people who worked with him, the women who have been empowered and made wealthy by him, the women in his campaign, the black community, the Latino community, there were definitely moments where there was tension. But I think in general that they would say that this was a decent, high-character, empathetic person. I'm not so and sure the about fact,
0: that. I think a lot of people no, don't think enough. that, but go ahead. But, I, enough, I think but he, his
1: his inability, his inability to in any way counterpunch, his inability to surround himself with people who would prepare him just with with some level, yeah. some level of, of adept responses is unforgivable. What was what that was just incompetence. What I thought was strategically incorrect mm-hmm. and also just plain wrong was the way uh, Mayor Pete went after Amy. Yeah, uh, or Senator like a little, a little Shit,
0: I was like, "What a little shit!" She was good. It was a mur- she, it was, it was it well.
1: It, it was murder suicide. She mm-hmm. actually she got a little bit thrown off her game. You could see yeah. how angry she was, and I'm not sure if that helped or hurt her. Yeah, but for 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 Mayor Pete, for a 38 year old to accuse a senator who has written a hundred, you know, passed incredible legislation, understands the nuance, she's yeah, going to forget more about foreign policy than he knows. Yeah. And the the fact that he felt uh, emboldened to go after and play this kind of like Jeopardy, you know, oh yeah. you lost on you lost on Jeopardy. I thought I thought the journalist was really inappropriate when she chimed in that well she didn't understand policy. yet. and it's like no, you're there to ask questions, not make judgments. Yeah, yeah,
0: it was interesting. I just, yeah, I think he didn't come up with then the Spanish speaking, upsetting. I was like, no, like, oh like, don't my look god, for- stop it. <laughs> so, so okay, so I'm going to ask you since you're a marketing professor, not not a political yeah. analyst, but people love know everything because we're brilliant at politics. At this. Yeah. It turns out um, because we're responding viscerally. I think we're intelligent yeah. people are responding viscerally. Marketing-wise, each of them. I want you to go through it, and we got to get to other topics, but this is such a good one today. Um, I want I want you to go through each of the marketing, and we'll start with Biden in the middle. Like, what does he do? What do you? How do you market that? I mean, he just kept yelling, "I'm everybody knows me," and you know, I thought he was highly ineffective and sort of petering out. But what do you, what do you, would you do if you were Biden? Then we'll go through each of them, Biden. What would you do?
1: Biden's done. Biden is about to be the guy who ran for president three times and never won a state. Mm-hmm. He's not going to win South Carolina. There is no fire line. So there's He's nothing to
0: do if you were him. Uh,
1: declare victory and leave. Peace out. Honorable career. He, to, Quite frankly, he doesn't look like he wants to be on the stage. What you want in marketing is you want to differentiate yourself from your closest competitor. That's your biggest challenge. Mm-hmm. And arguably, if his closest competitor is Bernie because they're, quote, unquote, the two front leaders— a seventy-eight-year-old who just had a heart attack looks looks like fucking Muhammad Ali standing next to Joe Biden right now.
0: Yeah, Joe all right, Biden. So nothing.
1: Quite frankly, it, 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 Joe Biden is just has a difficult time. He comes across as old and weak. There's yeah. just, and it's a terrible thing to say. It's an ageist thing to say, but biology isn't politically correct. And the reality is, the guy, the seventy-eight-year-old with a heart attack, looks like yeah, he, he could run good. a marathon. Yeah. he's he's he he's engaged. He looks strong. He looks crisp. And so, basically, Bernie just cements our worst fears about Joe. Joe is done. That, it's ridiculous, yeah. in my view, that he's still in the race. Right, and so they're nothing. just holding right. out hope. So,
0: next, Amy, what so, would you do with marketing? What, what, what does she do? Because there's the clomentum, they're calling it, the clomentum. How can she keep up the clomentum?
1: The best brands invest during recessions and maintain a certain level of marketing oh, spend because they smarter. realize they realize their fitness over time wins. She is a case study in staying the course, staying on message, bringing sort of like a nice, affable strength to the debate stage. Pete took her off that by forcing her to get get angry because his comments were so inappropriate. But I think Senator Klobuchar has shown a ton. Of strength and grace. I think she has been this this probably more than anyone who likely won't be president. This benefits her. Other than those Joey Bagadon and Yahoo failed business. Yeah, I say people, she comes back next
0: election if Trump wins. That's what I kept thinking. Okay, she's all set up. She, she's now two, no doubt. 2000,
1: 2024, The kind of most formidable forces we're going to are going to be Senators Klobuchar and Nikki Haley. Yeah, uh, I think twenty four is going to be the year of women. I think those two. Uh, I think we're going to hear a lot more from Senator Klobuchar. All right, so and also no, so Nikki just Haley. hold
0: hold the phone. She may not make it. Nothing. Okay, that's her marketing move. What about yeah. uh, Bernie?
1: Well, this is what's about to happen with Bernie. So Bernie really benefited from everyone going after uh, Bloomberg. Yes, he did. That was
0: crazy, Bloomberg, when he's the because, front runner.
1: Because because Bernie is the front runner, you are about to see over the next seven days, over the next 168 hours. You are about to see the mother of all vetting and scrutiny on Senator Sanders, including footage of him standing next to very uncomfortable socialists in Latin America and praising them, uh, talking about how great the Russian system is. He really has an, one, one, a combination of fear of alienating. You know, brands are in love with young people because young people mm-hmm. are stupid and spend money on high-margin products like Nikes and phones right? So everybody is obsessed with young people and the marketplace for politics is obsessed with young people and doesn't want to alienate that person with the tattoo and the nose ring because their feeling was eventually Bernie would fade and you didn't want to piss them off and alienate them. That is about to switch and people are about to go after Bernie because they realize right now it looks like Bernie has the math and is starting to run away with it. And last night he took very few incoming and this notion, he has, he has enabled, endorsed, much less ignored, the toxicity that is the internet to his advantage. Yeah, The Bernie bros are, I mean, the, the one thing he has, and some people might argue, well, you got you to bring a gun to a gunfight, but the online toxicity venom that is being thrust around and spit at people on his behalf with his endorsement and his kind of what I'll call uh, benign neglect around it has, was not really addressed last night. And his embrace of socialists and even you know, some very uncomfortable very uncomfortable figures, we're about to see all of that come to light. Because all of a sudden, they all woke up last night and go, wait, we let Bernie get away with everything last night, and he's actually the front runner." Mm-hmm. The next seven days are going to be—the next seven days will be the fire that Senator yeah, Sanders I agree. has never I agree. really endured. You know, endured. Uh, Bloomberg
0: tried to go after him on that communist. He called him a communist, which I thought was—and right. at one point, Bloomberg finally was sort of him where he goes— this is just ridiculous this what's is ridi- happening here. He this did. is how we
1: reelect so, Trump. Yeah. yeah. This conversation.
0: Someone, I thought the best uh, tweet was by a guy named Justin Barragona. He said, Bloomberg brought a wallet to a gunfight tonight. Right. Well, actually, let's get to Bloomberg last, and then we got to move on. So, uh, Warren, what do you do if you're Warren?
1: Oh, my gosh. Keep on keeping on, sister. Yeah, why not? My just word. Persist. My word. he is Oh, quite frankly, uh, and this goes right to Bloomberg. If I were Bloomberg right now, I would mm-hmm. be a uh, moment of self-awareness, saying, "All right, just have me memorize some talking points around the following five questions. I know I'm going to get over and over because he mm. just they didn't do they didn't do that, and also to a certain extent, the damage here." I don't know, and again, I'm biased because because I I, I I like the man, and and my criteria are three things: who will beat Trump, who will kill Trump, who will bring shock and awe to Trump. And I think he's quite frankly, because money has infected politics, sixty billion is pretty important. And I I don't like myself for it. I wanted Senator Bennett. I wanted a school superintendent, a thoughtful guy who could reach across the aisle. I'm fed up. I want to I I want shock and awe against mm-hmm. against the Trump okay, campaign. Okay, so what what, what does Elizabeth
0: Warren do? And then we'll get to Bloomberg. In Elizabeth last.
1: Warren and my yeah. Well, what, what, what Bloomberg do? should do, what Bloomberg should do. Well, it all, unfortunately it kind of all comes down to money right. at this point and momentum because Always what you have her. with with Sanders, Sanders has a money machine. That's all what right, he so doesn't back get enough attention. Warren, you are saying, yeah, uh, the gangster move here, and quite frankly, if Bloomberg could pull it off would be to pull a—the interesting move, but it was the wrong characters. It was like shavings of shit on a Mm -hmm. shit salad. It was when Ted Cruz announced Carly Fiorina as his Veep. Mm -hmm. If the Bloomberg campaign could convince Senator Warren to hook up with her Mm -hmm. and announce— her as his VP and stop the debates and then say, and I'm only going to run for four years. I'm out. I'm old and try and set her up for a run because she right now is the strongest person on the stage. It'll be interesting to see if she gets the momentum in the next 48 hours to give her a shot at it because right now she doesn't. They're all out of breath Mm -hmm. because they're all out of money except for Bernie, who has a Mm -hmm. money machine, and obviously the guy worth $60 billion. Yeah. All right. So last
0: two. Last two. I'm going to keep you tight. Uh, Pete, what does he do? He's running out of money. He's got some money. He's got, he's got more money than others, but some. Uh,
1: uh, it'll be interesting to see if, if Pete scores strong. It's just, it's just strange that he had, I think probably peak Pete was about 72 hours ago. And I, I think it was a murder suicide last night. I think he miscalculated going after Senator Klobuchar the way he went out. He came across as just sort of snitty and snotty. And I wonder. I mean, there's still a chance there. He would be very interesting on the debate stage with Trump. Um, but I think we saw peak Pete, Pete seventy. Yeah, he hours also ago. looked like a
0: kid. That mustache thing—I hate to look at personal things—but boy, was that a mistake! I was like, shave or do something. It looked like he was growing a mustache right there. It was. Well, he I heard young. he just
1: started using deodorant. Just oh, to he, he looked
0: <laughs> young. He looked really young, and I, 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 nothing yeah, wrong like with young, But it really was—it uh, was a contrast. Uh, all right, last yeah. thing, and then we'll move on to other things. Bloomberg, what do you do now? You got this great social media thing now. Um, it, she, Bloomberg is—it it has this paid social media army. I'm going to mention so a couple things. Yeah. He's innovating in the realm of political markets paying people $2,500 a month to promote him. Um, You know, he's using influencer, paid influencer content. He's investing heavily in Instagram, uh, uh, doing memes and everything else. Um, he's spent fifty million dollars on digital ads since he started his campaign. He's, what What do you do now? If you, you've done this amazing job uh, on social media, and when you weren't being seen, which got you into big numbers, and I think he's like he's ahead in Florida. He was ahead in Florida. He's ahead. What do you do now? What is the What is the move? What is the gangster move now for Bloomberg? Besides uh, hiring Elizabeth Warren, which you will never do in this lifetime.
1: Well, the first is when you go through childbirth, supposedly a hormone releases that creates amnesia. Otherwise, women would never consciously decide to have a second child. Supposedly, there's mm-hmm. the same effect with men, too, when kids are young, that we forget what it was like having babies. Otherwise, we would never have more. It's supposed to Oh, no, my baby.
0: Everyone wants to have a baby after seeing my baby. But go ahead.
1: Go no, ahead. but you know what I mean. It's, yes. it's supposedly, there's, it's, you know, childbirth is yes. very painful. Yes, my grandmother used to babies say, say it's, are the, difficult. It's, the,
0: it's the worst pain you've ever had and the easiest to forget. But go ahead.
1: Well, that's it. Supposedly, there literally is a chemical response. Anyways, the amnesia here is going to be money. And that is, uh, I think, seven to nine million people watched the debates last night. And granted, it'll get a lot of press.
0: Yeah, media will go crazy.
1: In this 24 hours. Bloomberg will spend $10 million. Let's assume a CPM of $100, which is crazy, way more. That means 100 million impressions. That means at least 20 to 30 million people are going to see three ads today from Bloomberg. And it's not fair. Citizens United is terrible. We need to get money out of politics. But that money will be the amnesia hormone for most of his performance last night. That's the hopeful, that's the best thing you could say about Bloomberg. But there's just no getting around it. He needs to spend the next, whatever it is, several days in... In a room with one person going over his responses to four questions, and we all know what those four questions mm-hmm. are going to be, and to understand the responses every which way but loose around those four questions. Uh, it's just, it, it, it's not do. hard. It's not a tough playbook. It's money. It's the amnesia he's hormone do some in the big form of Benjamins.
0: I think he's got to do some big interviews.
1: That's a—that's actually a great point. So I want to flip yep. it back to you. Give with us Kara your Swisher. breakdown on what happened last night and what you think needs to be done. I, I think also have no idea. I, I'm not entirely sure who you I can't su- believe I'm saying supporting. this.
0: I don't think he's as hurt as you think he is. I think he was stupid, I th- yeah. and I think it's, it gave yeah. you a very clear view into this man. I mean, he's like this. He's like, what? I, forget it. He, he's a, he, he reminds me so He's an entrepreneur, and he reminds me so much of the tech people I cover. They just move along. Like, Mark Zuckerberg, we're just going to move. Okay, I did this. I'm going to move along. Like, he's a mo- he, He's like, I don't know why we're discussing this. I'm not as bad as him. Like, that's how they do everything justifying. And so he reminds me utterly of everyone I cover. And they don't want to be—the th- details of what happened, as long as they changed, is, like, stop bothering me about this. And so they never mm-hmm. want to reflect. I call them vampires. If they look in a mirror, they can't see themselves. He has no ability—he's he, annoyed by it. You could see he was visibly annoyed, and he's got to do something about that. he to do, you know, and and it did point out that look, his social media stuff is clever and funny and interesting, mm-hmm. and he's not right. Like he's not as witty right. as as the stuff that other people are, re- are writing for him. So he should just listen to what the people who are writing for him do and be like, be that person. Um, mm-hmm. And I think uh, being unlikable is not something he can do just because he feels like it, because he's this grumpy old billionaire essentially. And so I think what he has to do is. Uh, from a, from, a, I think he should continue to to put the put the metal down on social media and spend all that money and rack up the numbers because I think it, you're right. Not everybody watched this, and not everyone's going to get a message. I think he should contrast himself to Trump in that you know I said some stupid things and I shouldn't have said them. I've tried to become better, but I didn't you know assault anybody like the president, and I sh- he should do that or. I did this thing with stop and frisk, which is terrible. Um, I, sh- I The policy was wrong. It was my fault. I shouldn't have—you know what I mean? Like, he should do that. Right. Um And I, I, instead of, like, I'm not apologizing for this anymore. That's that's the attitude he has, and it's such a heck yeah! its such a technocrat attitude. It's like all we—and mm-hmm. then you saw him in bits and pieces go, you know, really, the point is to beat Trump. And he's right, right? Like, he's so annoyed mm-hmm. that this is dragging him down, but— there is some element of, you know, mea culpa in politics that you have to do deftly. And I don't I don't think this is a, a killer for him. I don't think he's done. I think that's a mistake. I think he's got money. He's got really yeah. talented people around him, marketers. And I think the the voting public, as shown by—like, remember the, 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 the five-alarm fire that was the Republican debates? Come on. Yeah. Like, do we yeah. remember any of that? And it worked for Trump. Um, I think Bloomberg should play to his strengths, which is, you want to be Trump? You need me. You need 100
1: percent. And that's what he needs to keep
0: saying. And I I think he should not I think he should do a series of interviews, including with Kara Swisher, um, in which he has it out. You know, he has it out with the media, essentially. And I do think Ronan Farrell uh, coming around is not going to be good. Those stories are not going to be good. Um he has a history of saying stupid things. Um, I've had him say stupid things to me. Like, just stupid things. Like, you know what I mean? Like, but so has every Internet executive. So has everyone else. So I think but, it's but, recoverable. I think it's recoverable.
1: You know who's very forgiving of Who? those stupid things? Mm-hmm. Moderates. Yep. In a weird way, the, some of that stuff, I don't want to say it helps them, but I don't think moderates are looking for the most swole candidate. I don't yep. think that's their criteria. Yep. And the fact—a couple times he was sort of—I don't want to call it unapologetic, but his strongest moment in my viewpoint was he said, wow, the fastest way to get Trump reelected is if people are listening to this conversation. This is just ridiculous. Right, yeah. And I, think was, a lot I of, thought that was a great a, moment. I think a lot of moderates stood up and said—and the reality is most moderates aren't probably watching the debates because they, they just have better shit to do. And mm-hmm. they're, they're going to go with, okay, I'm, I, I like the fact that two out of three—I mean— Two-thirds of Americans right now Mm -hmm. are polling saying that they're better off than they were four years ago. And the number of times we've kicked a president out mid-cycle without a recession is zero. So right now he's got a lock on it. And if we don't bring somebody to bear that has literally the resources, the executive experience, the reputation as a good manager, and despite his flaws— a, you know, a decent man. I, I just, I think you have a tough time saying that that Michael Bloomberg isn't a, isn't a decent person. I just don't buy it. it, it that is that is the playbook here. And he, he's, you're right. I, I I like to think what you're thinking that he can. This is what I'd call an on the field injury, but he gets up, goes to the sidelines, shakes, shakes it off and gets got I think he's got to right. do that.
0: I think Elizabeth Warren did him a favor in a weird way, you know, like showed him what he's I think this he he probably has people around him that yes him all the time. He's look, he's yeah. just like a lot of people I cover. He's an arrogant prick. I mean, I'm sorry, that's what you know what I mean? Like I can <laughs> right. just I watch I was like, oh God, that's a man I've dealt with all my life, essentially that I cover. And I think that she did him a favor that he can't now his. His people can now say what they think rather than, uh, be you know, lick him up and down and be obsequious to him. And so maybe that will help. Maybe she did him a favor by showing him. And, again, she's definitely benefited here. I don't think she's going to necessarily—I think she's amazing. I think she handled it beautifully um, and didn't seem like— you know, she has the danger of looking like, you know, the school marm lecturing men about how they should behave. And she didn't do that. She did a, she did a very deft job. But, and she's obviously the most intelligent person on that entire stage compared to everybody um, and the most qualified and the least corrupt. You know what I mean? Like, in terms of all of them. And, uh, mm-hmm. and she, uh, I think she did him a favor. So we'll see what happens. I think he still has to really— uh, he's going to have to answer better. That's, I mean, a, and we'll see if yeah. he gives up. He may just be like, this is, I'm not, this, what, this bullshit. I'm so rich. I have, Oh, he's not you know. going to give up. Yeah. He's not yeah. going to yeah. give up. I, uh, just yeah. don't I don't think he should. I don't he think he should, but I don't up. think there's any, uh, any downside to him staying in given like, what's what are you going to do with all that money? Um, I thought the house thing, would, I think they have to go after Bernie. Like that was amazing to me. I was it's, like, about really? to yeah. it's about to
1: start. It's about to start.
0: Yeah, I think so too. All right. Do you feel better now? Do you feel a little yeah,
1: better?
0: A, There's a, a it's scotch. it's always darkness before the darkness. It's always oh. darkness before more darkness. Um, anyway, we're going to take a quick. Sometimes
1: bite. it's darkest before it's pitch black. Pitch black
0: exactly. We're going to talk about tech things when we get back. Uh, we, we have listener mail and predictions. All right, Scott, we're back. You've had our moment of debate. People were. Demanding we discussed it, I thought it was an intelligent yeah, discussion. Yeah,
1: you're, you're a coy little minx, so I still what? don't know where your heart is around this. About I just oh, don't know who know I'm going to vote for?
0: I like yeah, all. What? I'd like to make a candidate of all of them. Okay, we're going to listen to listener mail. That's enough. Uh, I don't okay. know. I like them all. I like them all, and that's I like them all in some way. And I don't. I'm not as hopeless as much many Democrats. Um, okay, let's take into listener mail. Uh, let's okay. listen to the tape.
1: You have got. You got. I can't believe I'm going to be a mailman. You've got mail. Hi, Scott and Kara, My name is Theron. I'm from London, and I'm a big fan of the show. Why has Warren Buffett invested in Apple and Amazon in recent years, when he's historically avoided tech and stuck to industries he understands? Why has he invested in Restoration Hardware and most recently Kroger? Is physical retail making a comeback? Finally, what do you think about Buffett pledging to give away 99% of his fortune versus Jeff Bezos dropping $165 million on a house? and Amazon donating less than a million dollars to fight the bushfires in Australia. Is Buffett a better type of billionaire? Thanks a lot.
0: All right. I'm going to answer this from Scott to begin. It's, I, I recently spent some time with Warren Buffett um, in Omaha. Uh, yes, he's a better billionaire. He is a better billionaire. One of the things uh, I've talked to him over the years at various times. He has great regard for Jeff Bezos as a uh, as an entrepreneur and a uh, and a company. So he does. He's smart to invest in Apple and Amazon, um, which he's he's done lately and has done rather well doing it. One of the arguments we had many years ago, uh, not really an argument, because. I just made the comment that he should have been investing in tech much earlier. And his answer at the time was, I don't know a lot about it and I don't understand it, so I'm not going to invest in it. And I thought that was a perfectly— uh, decent response uh, for why he doesn't uh, do it. Um, I think he likes to put his bets all over the table. Um, restoration Hardware looks like something that could recover. Kroger, same thing. He thinks that that some physical retail is here to stay. Um, and yes, he's a better billionaire in terms of philanthropy. Um, he's an admirable person in that regard. It was a delight spending time with him. Um, he is he is much less. He's much more humble, although he certainly has an ego. Um, and he lives. Uh, just having had dinner with him, he lives in literally and been to his office in the most humble way for someone that wealthy. And even a normal person, he lives rather with a lot of uh, in very not very fancy backgrounds. And uh, in 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 his community in Omaha, he can put away a lot of meat. We went to a steakhouse. Um, just a just a regular guy. So I think Bezos could learn a thing or two from him in terms of being a little more humble. But I also—that's the way Jeff wants to be these days, and that's the way he is. Scott, what do you think?
1: Uh, so he, uh, Farron from London, by the way, that's a yeah. uh, that's a good rap. I'm Farron from London. That's a good <laughs> rap, right? That, that's you wish you had fun. a little I like British that.
0: accent. Oh, my
1: God, script. 100%. My dad's Scottish. For some reason, I didn't pick that up. Can you imagine if sure. I had my dad's accent— and Shakira's I ass, like I would do so much damage in this world. <laughs> so much damage in this oh, world. Oh, Scott. Those are the two. Let my me next hear your slide. Scottish
0: accent. Let me hear your Scottish okay. accent.
1: No, it's—I it's, I, I do it, and I, I end, it ends up sounding mildly racist, like I'm trying to imp- right. impersonate a Your dad uh, has a delightful the accent. Let me just say, I
0: have
1: heard him. From- <sighs> yeah. oatmeal savages. Anyway. so, <laughs> okay. okay, so <laughs> a, Amazon and Apple— Look, the only—he doesn't—you don't need to understand investing. People ask me for investing advice all the time, and I say I only invest—I only have two criteria. A monopoly that's unregulated. Those are the only companies you need to invest in, and Amazon and Apple check both those boxes. Check out this stat. I love playing with market caps. In the last 13 months, and I'm just fascinated by the notion that tech has now— The technology panzer tanks have rolled into Malibu and Santa Mm -hmm. Monica and Burbank and Studio City. They are taking over Hollywood. And the invasion, to give you a sense of the invasion, in the last year, when you look at Amazon's flywheel around Amazon Prime Video, when you look at Apple getting in to Apple TV Plus to create their own recurring revenue bundle or rundle, this is what's happened in the last 13 months. Even as they haven't increased... Their earnings tangibly, but they've been recast as companies that are becoming more unassailable. In the last 13 months, Apple and Amazon have added, added Kara, the value of Verizon, AT and T, Walt Disney, Fox, uh, Lionsgate, Viacom, CBS. Oh, and Comcast. They've basically added the value of Hollywood plus. Telecommunications in the last thirteen months.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's nothing that, that looks as if it's getting in the way. Look at all these supply chain coronaviruses fears around Apple and the stock keeps going up.
0: So you think it's, it's good that he's invested. What do you think of Buffett? What do you what do you think of him? Besides the folksy delightfulness incre- of him.
1: I think he's an incredibly impressive guy and a good person, and w- represents a lot of what's great about America. I, mm-hmm. I, I, think he's. I think it's very hard to fault a guy like Warren Buffett. I also well, just there's don't been like some last stuff night. around
0: his loan. Some of his companies around related to poor people. But anyway, uh, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry.
1: No, no one gets out. No one gets no. off of this scrutiny alive. No. I mean, no, no one. There is no, there is no Mother Teresa that gets to be a billionaire. I mean, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. but uh, the other thing I didn't like about again, and I don't mean to digress too much, but once you become a billionaire, you don't turn into a cartoonish bad person. That's just mm. stupid. Yeah, and, anyways, that whole
0: thing should billionaires survive. That was a ridiculous. That was a ridiculous that's question to Todd should billionaires exist? Like, I think a- I think Amy Klobuchar handled it well. Like, look, it's great for people to make money, but we shouldn't be watching for abuses. I think that's really pretty much the, I think she handled it rather So well.
1: Amazon and Apple, they may be overvalued, but they're just, on a risk-adjusted basis, unregulated monopolies are the best investments in the world. What's more interesting is his investment in Resto and Kroger. Resto has created a recurring revenue bundle with uh, the Restoration Hardware Membership Program, $100 a year, smooth out promotionality, 20% off everything. So people are now buying their sheets and their bedding, not only their couch. And they've also created, so uh, they've got about a half a million members, 50, uh, $55 million in free cash flow, probably costs $5 million to administer uh, to administrate. So that's like another half a mm-hmm. billion to a billion just in value, much less the flywheel effect that they're creating. Also, Gary Friedman mm-hmm. is... To our age, what Mickey Drexler was to the nineties and the odds. He's the best (laughs) merchant in the world right now. Go into a palazzo or whatever they call it, a grand of restoration hardware, it's just it's inspiring. You want inspiring retail? Yeah, it is. Go I, into— I own much
0: Restoration Hardware because of what it is looked
1: on the floor. Mar- no it's one,
0: merchandising. It's merchandising. It's what it is.
1: And there's a certain level of genius—the line between crazy and genius. This is a guy, he kind of looks at the numbers, he kind of listens to the analyst, and he says, you know what? I'm going to start a catalog that's the size of a phone book when everyone else is pulling away from catalogs, and it's just going to be all about art. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to allow alcohol in our restaurants, hard alcohol in our restaurants at uh, the top levels of Restoration mm-hmm. Hardware." Or palazzos because I do, I want women to feel like they have a safe place and I don't want a bunch of hedge fund guys hitting on women yeah. during lunch. He just thinks differently in the execution there that just enough crazy to be genius. The membership program resto is arguably the most impressive. Especially retailer, the most visionary. So I understand that bet. And by the way, the stock doesn't need to recover. The stock is is been a, an outstanding performer in what is the Vietnam of retail. Kroger is more a value bet. That's like five to seven. I would bet Kroger is a value play. Largest consumer category in the world is is U.S. grocery about eight hundred billion dollars a year. Kroger is the big player. Amazon's Brick and mortar is actually underwhelmed, especially around grocery. The big competitor there is Walmart Click and Collect. Kroger is different. Kroger is kind of Lexus and Walmart is Toyota, although a lot of people don't think of Kroger as aspirational relative to Walmart. Some people might think it is. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take that bet. I don't know what I'm talking about, the positioning around grocery there. But Kroger is partnering with Microsoft. It's actually mm-hmm. a well-run company. They're known for doing a good job of bringing their operational scale into regions and maintaining some yeah, kind of have regional some insight, merchandising.
0: Given how close he is to Microsoft, Buffett may have some insight we may not have to that. So
1: Kroger's considered a well-run company. Mm-hmm. It's trading at five to seven times in an environment where everything's trading at 15 to 20 times. Yeah,
0: he's and smart. And groceries are going smart anywhere. Yeah, that's a smart move. So, so, so I'm going to move to something else. I, I, sorry, I agree. I think long-winded. Buffett's much more admirable at being a billionaire than Bezos is. But Bezos made an attempt by contributing $10 billion towards a climate change, uh, you know, the optics of this, um, do you think it's a good thing or not a good thing? It's not clear what it is because he keeps he's not being highly specific. Um, uh, Elon Musk and Bill Gates have been doing a lot of investing in this area. Um, and obviously, Amazon is considered a major carbon footprint, not like methane gas or things like that. But still, people have issues with their boxes and the, their impact on the environment with their delivery trucks. Um, do you think this was a good move, very briefly?
1: It's hard to fault anybody for devoting $10 billion to the important— important issue around climate change. What this reflects, though, is an underlying sickness in our society where when we when Walmart pays 70 billion in corporate income taxes the most successful company in the world Amazon pays 2 billion we become reliant on individuals to address the biggest issues of our time whether it's income inequality or climate change or decaying infrastructure and Kara I want NASA to put me on fucking Mars not 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 Elon yes, Musk I, I want agree. the Paris accords to solve climate change not to try and yes. lean and hope uh, uh, for the generosity yep. of Jeff Bezos 10 billion dollars is a drop in the bucket, bucket compared to what we are going to need to do on a nation trillions. state level to Trillion address trillions. Trillions. trillions and the notion. And I'm worried it's going to give us it, I'm worried it's going to give us cold comfort that it's going to do anything. Yep. And two, Agree. we're moving to this very scary era. Well, well, you know, Pablo Escobar isn't that bad because he builds parks. Well, right. if on the way to getting there, and I want to be clear, I'm not comparing Bezos to Pablo Escobar, but governments are the gangsters here. Governments need tax revenues so that they can address and fight the biggest problems facing our society. They are the most noble organizations in the world. And the notion we don't need Bezos to give $10 billion. We need him to pay us goddamn taxes. We need senators Warren and Senator Sanders to stop ragging on billionaires and create yeah. a tax code yeah, that take ensures they pay their fair share yep, such that we can money. put men on Mars, such yep. that we can fight climate change instead mm-hmm. of having to hope that Jeff Bezos wakes up one morning, has breakfast with Leo DiCaprio and says, I'm a climate warrior now. That is not <laughs>
0: going to get us there. It's <laughs> perfect. Perfect analysis, Scott Galloway. And may I just say, we were discussing this morning that you have a word in Urban Dictionary, Yoga Babble. Oh, my God,
1: back to me, back to my favorite topic. Yes,
0: it's you so <laughs> coined by Scott Galloway in his piece, Yoga Babble, on his note. Urban uh, Dictionary, but, officially well, in the Urban B's? Dictionary, Yoga it,
1: Babble's in there, have and expect- they credit me.
0: I know that, but is there two Bs or not? Because your piece had two Bs, or it looks like it's they have a misspelling on the page in Urban Dictionary, just so you know. Well, I don't you know. Did. You're
1: the journalist major. What should it be?
0: Uh, two Bs. Two Bs, yeah. Two, it's two Bs? Bs. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was two
1: yeah. Bs, too. But by the way, just yeah. such—I I want to give credit where credit's due. I stole the term.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I remember watching do. the thing called The Circus, and I just want to give credit where it's due. And John Heilman, is that his name? John Heilman, uh-huh. John Halliman was at a rally for who is the Ohio governor that ran for president and was likable but never really made a whole lot of sense. Sherry What's his Brown. name? Not Sherrod Sher- Brown. Uh-huh. Ohio governor. Oh come there on. Else. He was a he's a likable Republican Kasich? who came out against Kasich. Trump. Kasich. John, Kasich. John. Yeah, Kasich. Uh, John Hiloman described Kasich's speech as yoga babble, and I grabbed that word and oh, I ran man, with it. And I'm now I'm using him. it.
0: He's gonna come I'm at you. I'm using it as a term John, to describe Trump could come at you, you know that.
1: Uh, I'm happy. Whoever runs Urban Dictionary, I, I you know, you, right. okay, uh, but I assigned a new meaning to it. It's it's basically f- f- uh, fraudsplaining by Uber companies. and other companies. Yeah, and I'm we writing were. my post on it to wallpaper over a shitty business with mm-hmm. new financial terms and flowery language yes. uh, called yoga babble. Anyways, it's in the Urban Dictionary. Well, I'm, I'm immortal. Uh, the dog <laughs> is immortal. I'm Rin Tin Tin and Lassie.
0: I'm immortal. <laughs> All right. We want more terms from you. So predictions. It's Friday. In February, what do we have to look forward to? Give me one prediction and then we got to get out because we were t- political today and you cannot do a political prediction another. Prediction.
1: You're about to see you're about to see video footage of Bernie Sanders uh-huh, um talking about how much he loves Russia and um very very uh, sketchy socialist leaders in Latin America. The all the scrutiny that everyone has been scared of around Bernie is about to come full force at him in the next Uh, In the next seven days. And I had a stock prediction, but I made it last week and I didn't get it on the air. (laughs) I think um, the one company that gets the most out of this coronavirus scare is we're in the midst of the largest work-from-home experiment in the history of modern business. And 11% of Stern students are Chinese nationals. And they're walking—you go on—you go on— Stern's Campus, Kara, mm-hmm. and people are wearing masks. Yeah. And I think um, Zoom, which is already up 20% in the last nine days, oh, is probably—it's at 107. I think it goes to 140 or 150. Okay. We're
0: going to talk about coronavirus on Monday, so that'll be interesting. Okay. All That's right. right. That's a really good one. We have to end now, but remember to our listeners, we love your questions. If you have a question about a story you're hearing in the news, email us at pivot at voxmedia.com to be featured on the show. Scott, please read us out with the credits.
1: I've, t- I've sucked all the oxygen out of the room, Kara. You, you do Henry, this. People are, are sick of my voice. No, People they're are not. Sick of not at voice. all.
0: You know, when you talk a lot, I look more smart. You, you don't understand my ploy here is what's going on. Is I, like— I like control your your dialogue. I think people accept that on on the thing. So I'm fine. You're a little Tasha. control freak is what you are. I'm a control freak is what I am. Anyway, today's show was produced by Rebecca Sinanis. Eric Anderson is Pivot's executive producer. Thanks also to Rebecca Castro and Drew Burrows. Make sure you subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. If you're an Android user, check us out on Spotify or frankly, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you liked our show, please recommend it to a friend. Thanks for listening to Pivot from Vox Media. We'll be back next week for another breakdown of all things tech and business.